afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Mike Wagga Wagga Opalka. <laughs> Beans. Wait a second. Are you being a Muppet? No, I just, uh, that would be Waka Waka. Oh, you said Wagga Wagga. Well, I said Wagga Wagga. It's more of an Aussie thing. Just taking the piss, if you will. And no, that's not a bodily function. <laughs> It's 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 a humor function when an Aussie says or, or a Kiwi says, I'm just taking the piss. It means you're just having a bit of fun. You're stuck up sticky beak. Is that what that means? Yeah. Just taking the piss. You know, uh, your chain, if you will. It's funny because I um I one day was like looking for some word to explain what nonsense I thought something was. And I pulled out bollocks. Bollocks is a good one, but it doesn't, I, you know, it, it it can mean a couple of things. People loved it. My my um, UK friends loved it. Well, that was the title, I believe, of the first Mass Sex Pistols album released here in the uh, United States. Never mind the Bullocks. Oh. The Sex Pistols. Oh, I didn't know that. That was well before you showed up on this planet. But I was here in spirit, Mike. I you were. Here. You were. The parts of you were floating around in different bodies and eventually got assembled. <laughs> you want to know what's crazy about what you just said? When I was a kid, I literally thought, I mean this, that my mom and dad went up to heaven, picked pieces out of a box, put them together, and that was me. Oh, that's how it works. That is exactly how it works. Uh, that's the same uh, same process my parents did nine times. They, had screwed, to go up to the, they screwed up the first. No, uh, I'm one of nine. Oh, I thought you meant they had to try nine times to get you right. <laughs> uh, I right right now. So, you know, that that's not happened. I actually my parents had uh, 10 pregnancies. One didn't make it all the way. And so they were nine for 10. That's pretty good. And we're um, there are eight uh, kids left. So they had a pretty good record. I'm so I'm sorry you've lost some siblings, Mike. Just one, one that didn't make it to term, but uh, one, one uh, is gone. Christopher is gone. He's he's playing bridge in heaven with mom and dad, and overlooking the people who come up to heaven and pick out the various parts. For, yeah, for, their- for the next generation. <laughs> really, you really thought I that? Did. I really? Yeah. Where did they come from? I don't know. I, that was just what I thought until I learned about the birds and the bees. And oddly enough, the birds and the bees have nothing to do with any of the procreation. What about the flowers and the trees? And the skies up above and a thing called love. Love, darling. Was that Jewel Aiken? I don't know. Who originally had that? Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. And we're going to get an ASCAP warning if we sing anymore. You know what's funny? I was in ASCAP. Yeah? I was. Uh, you mean as a member, not as an employee? As a member. That's right. You have a, uh, a huge performing career <laughs> that we have never talked about. <laughs> it wasn't huge. It's been in my my performing career. You know, I have a couple of weird appearances in in movies and nothing that anyone's ever seen. Uh, well, you maybe saw Truth or Dare. No, but, no. It, it's I, it's a passing flash in there. And then uh, the do you know who Trauma Pictures is? No. Um, but that's good. The uh, the Toxic Avenger. You never you're 
you're a Northeast girl. You're a Long Island girl. You never saw things like uh, the Toxic Avenger or uh, what? Surf Nazis Must Die. Mm, those no. those schlock pictures that those two guys from Harvard put out and made a company, made a fortune no. off a company called Troma Pictures. No. No. I'm they had uncultured. Hmm? Nothing to do with Troma Pictures has any connection to culture. Oh, okay. Just let me tell you that right now. <laughs> but so um, we, when were you in uh, ASCAP? Um, probably 2099 through 2004 or five. Do you still get royalty checks and stuff? No. And I only ever got one because I wasn't, you know, being played very often. So did you buy a house with it? Um, it was like 65 cents. <laughs> like nothing. I don't even remember. You know, it's so amazing. People may not know what we're talking about. When you write a song, not necessarily when you perform a song, but when you write a song, that's really where the money is because you get paid when it gets played on the radio. You get a little slice, a little something, something. Yep. And, and uh, so the, it's registered for the American Society of Composers and, and Producers. Yeah, right. So those folks get a little, a little, uh, a little slice and it ain't much, but it adds up if you have a hit. And I have a friend who had a one song on the bodyguard soundtrack. Remember the bodyguard? Oh, I sure do. Whitney Houston. Oh, you know, uh, the huge, huge soundtrack. One of the biggest selling soundtracks ever. And just because she had one song on that record, she, she got some gigantic checks, bought her parents a house, not a mansion, but she bought them a brand new house with no payments to make on it. And it, so it can add up. So it is, it is one of those things that should you strike uh, record gold, you can strike real gold. Yeah. Yeah. And how do we get, how did we get here? I don't know, but we're going to move from here. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I'm okay. fascinated by your history though. I, I haven't even to... told you my history. Nobody knows my history. I will dive into that. We need to do one uh, truth-telling episode with you, me, and Frank. One Friday where it's complete truth-telling. Everybody can ask anybody anything. Oh, wow. That'll be fun. That'll and be fun. At the same time. And what? <laughs> and scary at the same time. True, but I think it'll be fun. So let's schedule that for some time in the near future. Okay. But today... I'll, I'll update before you get into today. Oh, yeah. I heard back from James O'Keefe. Oh, yeah. What do you say? Not today, but we will get him. Maybe in the very near future, Project Veritas's James O'Keefe will be uh, with us to to talk about what he knows. Well, not everything he knows, probably. No, no. It's only an hour podcast, for God's sakes. <laughs> will but he join we, us for the full hour? Uh, I can ask. I initially asked for a half an hour. Oh, well, why would you do that? I don't want to be greedy. An hour show. I know, but sometimes we have other things to get to, like your your musical history and your membership <laughs> in ASCAP and BMI and all that other crap. <laughs> okay, so outside of that amazing news, which I'm sure everybody will be excited for, I'll leave the ball in that ball in your court. All right. We were going to talk. We ended the show on Monday with um, the discussion about the new term or the newer term, minor attracted persons. Uh. It really irritates me when people are trying to change what is um, a very truthful, truthful label, like pedophile. 
which is, uh, you know, talk about minor attracted persons. Uh, it's someone who takes advantage of people who aren't old enough to have agency over their own lives and themselves. And these are people, uh, we, growing up, we used to call them pervs. Yeah. You know, we yeah. call them pedophiles because we weren't that fancy. But they were pervs or kid touchers, stuff like that. Or some of us used to call them Joe Bidens. I mean. Oh, I see what you did there. Joe and the hair sniffing. And, you know, um, I live in the Delaware. Yes. And Chris Coons is one of my senators, unfortunately. He's a good man as an individual, but I don't like his politics at all. His daughter, Maggie, mm-hmm. is a grown-up right now. His daughter was the one that's often featured in the photo with Joe pulling her hair back, the little redheaded girl. Yep. And he's got his nose right into her neck and stuff. It's real creepy. Yep. She is the nicest person. And I've asked people, look, there's plenty of other Joe Biden photos of him in creepy positions and shots with kids. Could you lay off Maggie? Because she's she's just a good kid. She didn't she didn't ask to be there and didn't ask to be in your meme. And a lot of them said, too bad, too bad. Her dad's a Democrat. She deserves it. I'm like, no, she doesn't. She's a child. She was a victim of a minor attracted president. Well, I mean, I don't know that I would necessarily agree with removing her from memes only because that's like kind of the point, like, is to show. And she's one of the more egregious. Well, why can't you, uh, you know, mosaic out their face or smudge their face like so often is done on television. Yeah, like, I guess you could call it victim, you know, re-victimizing people if you wanted to think about it that way. Yeah, because just think if you were like a 10-year-old or 12-year-old girl and you were the victim of a very public nuzzling by a creepy old man and it suddenly became a meme seen a million times, wouldn't you want your face taken away? Because every time you meet somebody, they go, oh, you're the kid. I don't know if I would recognize her. Uh, you would. She looks very much like herself. And it, it stuff like that doesn't go away. Jim Carrey, who I disagree with on just about everything, brought up a really great thing in regards to the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Yeah. That, that should be a $200 million lawsuit because that photo and that clip are going to be replayed over and over and over again. And that can be a constant source of um, uh, of mental problems for Chris Rock. And I hope he's stronger than that, but he's not wrong. No, that that'll go down in history, I think, um, like the Janet Jackson uh, wardrobe malfunction. Except that was planned. And I know some people think it was. So back on back on uh, minor attracted persons, a.k.a. pedophiles, a.k.a. creeps who need to be buried under the jail. Uh, the, this normalization bothers me and I'm sure you as a parent, it's got to bother you. It does. And you know what else bothers me is how um, over the course of the past five or six years or so, especially the left has um, successfully, I'd argue, weaponized pedophilia in a political way um, so that it is one of the things that you, if you talk about it, are automatically labeled a crazy right-wing conspiracy theorist. And they really started on it during the um, WikiLeaks drops when people started looking into Comet Pizza and what they now have labeled Pizzagate. 
Um, which I think, Mike, if you gave any serious investigation to, you would find is um, credible and is not a conspiracy theory. I know it sounds crazy, but as somebody who was um, approached, for lack of a better word, by James Alafontis during all of that, I can tell you that nobody who isn't worried does what that man has done. Um, the Instagram alone was enough to turn the stomach of anybody who saw it. Have you ever seen his Instagram? I have not. So you have to give me the short course. He had photos of, um, of young children strapped to tables. He had photos of adult men, um, with children and, uh, slang words and phrases that were known pedophilia phrases next to their, their photos on his Instagram. Um, he had very disturbing pictures of children on his Instagram page before he scrubbed it. And that was kind of what people found in the early days investigating that based off of information found inside of these leaked emails that were very telling. And so it, it got, as most things do blown out of proportion and taken in a direction that it probably didn't need to go in with people, you know, extrapolating things and creating things that didn't exist and whatever. But there was a very, very real uh, scandal there that was successfully politicized by the left and was used to then make any discussion of any of this taboo and And conspiracy. How did Pizzagate get a into the mainstream and then how did it get squashed and why did it get squashed? Because there, if you, if you look out there, there's wiki files, there's, Esquire magazine did a 10 facts about the conspiracy theory and, and is there, or what is the most truthful element of Pizzagate that got swept under the rug? You know, they said that there was no basement there in that building. All right. That was one of the, I had heard that. Yeah, there is a basement. There is. And you know, they basically, They basically took every piece of it and it's been five, six years now, if not more. So I'm really not my 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 recollection is not refreshed enough to get into all the minute details of it. But it it was credible, Mike. That's why, because it was credible. And it's it's a it's not a secret that pedophilia is is rampant in many powerful institutions. Um, There has been pedophilia has been recognized inside the, the U.S. government for, for decades. You know, the, what's it called? If Frank were here, he'd be able to recall several examples of this. Barney Frank? No, 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 Frank. Frank from Quite Frankly. I know I was making a joke oh. about someone who <laughs> had a pension for younger men, but they weren't underage. The, there was credit, it was credible. And so they needed to do everything they could to destroy it because it was, taking hold right before the election in 2016, there was a very large group of individuals on Twitter sharing, sharing information about this in memes, along with um, information about Epstein Island, Bill Clinton, Epstein on the plane, et cetera, so on and so forth. All of the Epstein quote conspiracy theories that everybody said were, were BS that he finally was arrested for. Right. Yeah. So, it, it went the same way as what they tried to do with that. 
And so now, you know, now they've also used it um, to try and they've used the pedophilia is a big conspiracy theory mantra to also take whatever QAnon is, was, or could be and lump it into just that as well so they can then discredit whatever that was at the same time. So they've they've basically politicized the very real problem of child sex trafficking and pedophilia. And one could only wonder if it's because they just want to be able to do it. Well, that's very interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. But I, I am... I'm looking at this and you're saying so this this one scandal, which is broad and it represents or it connects to uh, a global scandal. When you look at the the trafficking of children and the abuse of children, which should be the worst crime ever, you should land in the absolute worst part of hell if you are ever, ever someone who abused kids. Uh, and and so that is now tied to QAnon and where is it? Is it safe to say these are two groups that weren't connected, but they're now connected for political convenience and smearing by the left? Um, For the most part, yes, because as somebody who followed some of the posts that QAnon had made um, from the beginning, basically, that wasn't the only thing that was talked about. Like there was a lot of stuff talked about, like and they've taken this and made it like a one trick pony so that they can use it to smear and call a domestic terrorist anyone who raises concerns about this. So they've basically now anybody who talks about now they've they've taken the QAnon thing and that makes you a domestic terrorist as per the FBI. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're uh, tied to QAnon, which uh, I've never been tied to QAnon because in all honesty, I don't know what the hell it is. It was QAnon was a. There are anonymous message boards called 4chan and 8chan. You remember, right? Sure. Yeah. So there were everybody, there are random posts that go up there all the time. And the FBI has been known to post on there too. As a matter of fact, they've outed themselves posting on there accidentally. And they, they spend (laughs) a lot of time on those, um, on those boards, but there started to be posts about, um, like Hillary Clinton and they were written in a very like cryptic way. And they started gathering attention because of the way they were written. It was almost like the Socratic method. So like they would ask questions. But if you started looking into the answers of the questions, everything was everything was related to current events and past events. So everybody started following it because it was so interesting. At least that's why I started following it from like a journalistic perspective, because they would, you know, there were, it's a whole topic in and of itself. But in my opinion, it got very dangerous very quickly. So I just started, you know, I stopped paying attention to it. And there's a whole nother story behind this that I don't want to really get into. But it was basically just a bunch of posts on an anonymous message board that led people to research certain topics that were harmful to the bad people. Okay. Okay. And so it got a huge, the entire country, it became, you know, viral, obviously. And the entire country started looking into this stuff. Like anybody who was, you know, any, any, any bit politically involved 
started looking into this stuff and trying to figure it out. So because of that, the entire population of those people started learning about all this corruption and nonsense that they never knew anything about before. You mean the legitimate corruption and nonsense within our government? Yes, which was pointed out to us by this whoever was posting as this QAnon character. It was pointed out to us to, you know, this is where you should be. Look at this. Look at this. What about this? What about this? What about this? It was all questions at first. So is it is it kind of safe or fair to say that the attempt by the left to connect QAnon with Pizzagate and whatever child trafficking was associated with this pizza and ping pong parlor might have been a way to diminish whatever QAnon was pointing out in terms of the swamp? Yes. Yes. You mean I got, I got, I connected some dots. You did. Uh, And so they've basically now look, they've taken the QAnon label and they've used it to demonize millions of people. And anybody that talks about some of these more heinous things that we're dealing with in this country is labeled a crazy QAnon extremist. And they, so they have, you know, I've been slandered and libeled by people in media, legacy media over this, Mike, because I was one of the earlier people following along with this when it first happened. So they've made this entire narrative that doesn't exist to tarnish all of the people that were learning this stuff so that anytime now anything happens, they say, oh, that's QAnon. It's a QAnon conspiracy theory. QAnon says that pedophiles are taking over the government and lizard people are coming in on a spaceship. None of that stuff is true. Like they're they're lying about all of it. It was never about solely pedophilia in government or elsewhere or the church or whatever. Yes, those were topics that were touched upon. It never really even had anything to do with, quote, Pizzagate. So that you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it was well, a giant deflection. Yes. And that's and, and that's meant to. Do a couple of things. It's meant to minimize your competition. It's rather Solinsky like, I think. It, it it is. And so, you know, you know when you hear um, Mike, oh, it's queuing on people. What's your immediate thought, honestly? Um, that I still really don't fully understand what the hell QAnon is. Okay. And I don't think most of America does. But um, it, you know, that therein lies the problem. If you're anonymous, I don't give you any credibility. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So this is a big obfuscation and deflection. Like it could have been anybody. I have no idea who it was that was doing this. And by the way, there haven't been any new updates in a very long time. So they still start pulling this out as though it's still going on. And it's 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 not. Um, <laughs> I think it's Carrot Top is Q. It, it might be. I don't know. It could be anybody. It. The point is. That the one thing that I'll say that you can't, even though I think that, again, it turned into something, it really, really doesn't sit well with me at all. And that's why I walked away from even paying it any attention, to be honest. Um, the one thing you'll say, you can say is that especially in the earlier days of it, which would probably be early 2018, it was making people do the research to figure things out that they had never known before. And the things that they were finding were true documented. That, that alone is important because we know the truth has no agenda. And the closer you get to the truth, if people start getting angry, 
then you know you got to keep walking forward and keep going there. Yes. The other thing real quick before we jump into this article that I sent you this morning that has to do with this whole topic. Yeah. People extrapolated from whatever QAnon posted different things. There were never answers given. So it was a free for all. Now there's crazy people everywhere, right? So some people took things and went their own way with them thinking they meant one thing. And other people took things and went another way with them thinking they meant another thing. And there have been some crazy things that have come out of there that just, I, I don't think whoever was originally doing all this stuff meant to happen, but such is the open internet. So there have been things assumed and there have been weird um, clocks made and there have been very strange things that have come out of QAnon that will just make you roll your eyes. Like, I I don't know what happened. It jumped off the deep end at some point, And I don't even know. I don't even know. But so you'll find some crazy stuff. But what the legacy media will do is take the crazy stuff and then use it to brand everyone crazy. Like, oh, all those QAnon people believe that JFK is still alive. He's not. He's not on the fourth floor of the Parkland Hospital in Dallas. Shh. It's sitting next. His brain is next to Walt Disney's. Mike, we are broadcasting. Sorry, I sorry. I said the quiet part loud. Jeez. God. Yeah, uh, it's just amazing to me that that all of this is twisted. And anybody, I, I, everybody who says, "Well, that's QAnon theory," I said, "Okay, who's who's Q?" And then they all go silent. Yeah, because they don't know. Nobody knows. And anyone who who diminishes my belief in God, I always go, so um, you have a problem with me believing in God, but you believe in Q? (laughs) And they go, well, well, you have an imaginary friend. I said, you have an imaginary conspiracy leader. It really became an animal that nobody could cage. Truly. Can we not sell T-shirts that say, just for the record, I'm Q? No, we can't. Why not? He, he can't sue us. She or he cannot that sue us. letter of the alphabet has tormented my life more what? than I think anything else has ever. Then forget it. Sorry. Why? Long well, storied history. It's big points in Scrabble, though. I know. 30 points if you place it right. If you get the right spot, triple letter, triple word score, boom. <laughs> I'm sorry to derail you, but I, I have I have long stared at articles with QAnon in it, and I roll my eyes, um, especially when uh, I see um, what, uh, over on uh, MSNBC, the um, ironically named Joy Reid. <laughs> and who's the guy who's got the Don King starter hair? Um, Ellie. The, the gentleman they have on all the time. He's got a shock of white hair. I don't know. And um, he always makes outrageous statements. Ellie Mistal is his name. And uh, he he likes to diminish or mock Marjorie Taylor Greene. And they refer to her as a member of, of QAnon. You can be a member now? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> this is what. The, it's I'm all so nonsense. It's all such. Look. It is nonsense. And. 
And uh, I want to get into the story you sent me because it might help me understand. But if you want to hear the Ellie uh, Mistal and and uh, ironically named Joy Reid on, on QAnon. Yeah. And Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. And I think something, I think a crime was committed in this. See if you can figure it out. It is a dog whistle to get the QAnon people and sick them on whoever that is. And you've talked about the fact that they know these people are dangerous and they're doing it on purpose because they don't care if if this judge, if Judge Jackson gets hurt. I'm going to let you talk. Yeah, so when I first brought this up, what did these conservatives say? How dare you say that asking questions about her record is inciting violence against her? But you see, they ain't questions anymore. Because unfrozen caveman congresswoman is no longer asking questions. She's making declarative statements about pedophilia and who is for it and who is against it. And that's basically what you saw all throughout the Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday, starting with hypocrite Lindsey Graham and going on down through their whole party. So that's Ellie Mistal, the guy. He's got a big shock of white hair. That's why I said he's got the Don King starter kit. Um, and I'm probably going to get canceled for that, just like Amber Rathy. But did you hear the crime he committed there? What? He misgendered Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, he called her a caveman. Oh, well, sh- well, that's an unfrozen caveman. You know, the, the this it all just it, it just makes me roll my eyes. It really does, because it's, it's such bullshit. It really is like they have they they don't even know what they're talking about. They just label everybody something and, and they have no idea what they're even saying. It, it's just frustrating, Mike. So. There's we could do three full shows on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you want to? We need to get into this Washington Post. Article. Yeah, the title of it is the QAnon catchphrases that took over the Jackson hearings. Okay, Republican senators questioning Judge Katanji Brown Jackson at our Supreme Court nomination hearing didn't explicitly mention QAnon or its putative Oracle Q, which tells me from the first sentence they don't know what they're talking about. It's the same thing. Well, this um, this author uh, typing on behalf of the Democrats, as my friend Chris likes to say, uh, Donald Moynihan. I'm sure if we check his pedigree, it goes all the way back to a very famous Moynihan in Congress. Mm -hmm. It's a a professor at Georgetown University and part of the McCourt School of Public Policy at said Georgetown University. So he already comes in with a very liberal bent to him. So he says they didn't mention the child sex trafficking ring run by a global cabal of Democratic politicians, financial media and Hollywood elites, medical establishment professionals and the satanic pedophile Hillary Clinton. Yes, I laugh every time I read that. I I just like have you ever it, it just bothers me because. To, to argue there's no Satanism in Hollywood hmm. is basically, it's blasphemous. Jesus well, Jesus. it's ignorant. I, I mean, yes. And it, it, the Satanists will be the first ones to tell you, what do you mean we don't exist? Look, John Podesta was invited to a spirit cooking dinner with Marie Abramovich, Marina Abramovich, in an email found in the WikiLeaks. I'm sorry. You, that is true. I don't care what you say. It, it's there in black. It's true. 
His brother invited him to a spirit cooking dinner. Um, okay. So they they talked about Baphomet, for goodness sake. They did this. They did it. Sorry. No, not a problem. You know, um, people need to hear this. But uh, the, the person who should hear this is Mr. Moynihan. <laughs> they didn't mention, Mike, the storm. The day these Kabbalists will be rounded up and executed. That reference has nothing to do with executing anybody. It came from Donald Trump meeting in the beginning of his administration. And at the end, he goes around the room. He says, you see this? And the reporter says, see what? See what? What is it? And he goes, maybe it's the calm before the storm. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that was the uh, impetus for that reference. Yes. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) These people... You know what, uh, Mr. Moynihan, you're missing your calling. I know you love academia and the and the protections you are afforded by being, no doubt, a tenured professor at the McCourt School of Public Policy. But Hollywood needs your kind of creative mind, someone who could spin this kind of fiction out of whole cloth. You are really needed. It says this now. They didn't mention QAnon's North Star, former President Donald Trump, who was secretly dismantling the pedophile ring. And if he were, would that be a bad thing? Well, that's, yeah. Is he arguing against the dismantling of pedophile rings? And does how does he know Donald Trump's QAnon name is North Star? It's not. That has nothing to do with it. No, I know. I'm laughing. At, how does, where is the editor? They, they don't care. Yeah, you're right. That's true. They're trying to normalize pedophilia. They don't care. He says now they didn't have to. QAnon, a sprawling set of baseless conspiracy claims, is Mm -hmm. built on nods and winks, which has allowed it to move from the fringes to the center of American politics without toppling the mainstream conservative politicians who are courting its adherents. Like it's... mm, All Senator Josh Hawley had to do is set the stage for the hearing was a legend tweets beforehand that Jackson's record on sex offender policies endangers our children. So because somebody has a demonstrably weak record on sentencing child predators, they're all of a sudden a QAnon conspiracy theorist. You see. Yeah, that's this is akin to throwing QAnon out there. It's akin to walking up to someone and say, when did you stop beating your mm-hmm. wife? It, it's right. It's a freezing technique. Again, we go back to Saul Alinsky. Take them off message and make them defend something that is indefensible. Here we go. This is this next paragraph, Mike. Really just gets me. Never mind that Holly's attacks have been fact checked and found wanting. Or that they were never raised in previous previous nomination hearings for Jackson or for Trump judicial nominees with similar records. So what about ism and wanting doesn't mean false. Yeah, wanting. And uh, that's what I would ask. Uh, Professor, Professor Moynihan, or is that his name? Um, uh, yeah, Professor Moynihan, uh, what do you mean here, wanting? You want to explain? Like, really, the allegations weren't about the facts. The goal was to portray Jackson and by extension Democrats as players in the QAnon narrative that public institutions are overrun with child predators. Well, here we go. Um, we we should know that, should we not? This is the thing. It's been documented already. You think it's rare? We hear about it all the time. This is this is not new. And 
for the people who are constantly saying we have to do this for the children. Nancy Pelosi, if she says one more time, we have to spend another six trillion dollars for the children uh, to not want to go after child predators or to somehow defend child predators is insane. Look, look, just look. One of the things that was pointed out in the WikiLeaks emails and elsewhere was Hillary Clinton's tie to Haiti and Laura Silsby, who was working with her, who was found with children that she stole, kidnapped. What the what has happened in Haiti as after the earthquake down there? Yeah. With the Clinton Foundation. And it, that yeah. is all legitimate. It has happened. OK. Raping of, well, that to me, I always thought that was more of a monetary rape than a child rape. But that doesn't preclude one of the people involved with the Clintons from being an awful, evil person who would do that. There was more than that, too. I mean, that was a whole topic in and of itself. I, it, that's the thing. It's like people, they don't want anyone to know about this. And there's Republicans that do do bad things, too. It's not it's not a partisan thing. And that's the thing. Like Madison Cawthorn came out last week or whatever, and he said about the, the sex parties and the coke and blah, blah, blah. And then he got excoriated by McCarthy for how dare you blah, blah, blah. that that's that is a common blackmail technique in Washington. It's been documented in declassified CIA papers. The FBI has has, you know, manuals on this. stuff. Like This is not conspiracy theory. This stuff actually happens. And so what they have done now is they have they have propagandized normal people to think that even when a a, a senator with legitimate concerns about an individual, you know, basically letting pedophiles walk free way earlier than they they should, as we both agree, is now some fringe conspiracy theorist. Yeah, they have to diminish the credibility. This is similar to what, and if we have time later, similar to what's being done to Elon Musk. If, if someone they don't approve of steps forward, they have to then diminish them so their all their credibility is shot. And they're doing it there and they're doing it in our schools to our kids with these transgender um, gender fluid policies that they're putting in the, the books in school classrooms, in school libraries that are absolutely vulgar and obscene that they won't even let parents read to them in school board meetings because they're so bad. They have to bleep out what's being read. And we're the crazy conspiracy theorists for thinking that you people are trying to groom our children. Yeah. And, and that's true though. They are. So it's not thinking, uh, just look at what was exposed uh, yesterday, the day before in Loudoun County, Virginia, Yep, one of the places at the epicenter of the, uh, of the, um, uh, I, I think it's the revolution that will come in the midterms. Uh, Loudoun County has now been exposed as the, the faculty in the schools, the grammar schools and the high schools, was told to hide a child's transitioning from the parents. Yep, yep. Like they own those kids. And yep. there is, I, I saw a post, there is a federal law that prohibits schools from withholding that information or collecting any private information from children while they're at school. And my friend Gigi, who's listening right now, will say Charlotte Iserby started raising the red flag about this sort of thing back under the Reagan administration when she was the secretary of education. Wow. 
Well, that far back. She died, sadly, recently. She passed away. But Gigi had become very, very close with her. And we had her come speak at several events we did on Long Island um, because she she was talking about basically what became Common Core and how it would lead to things like this and and the state trying to take ownership of your children. Yeah, the state trying to take ownership of your children and. We go back to was six years ago now when Melissa Harris Perry on MSNBC said those kids don't belong to you. You're, they're not your kids. They're they're the community's kids. So I think, Mike, society writ large is absolutely against this stuff. Yeah. There, the way that transgenderism and LBTQIA plus 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 CT whatever is being pushed down the throats as though there are there is there is the, the fraction of people in this country that identify that way is minute. It used to be anyway, but they're they're literally trying to destroy society, make it okay for pedophilia to be called minor, like they're trying to normalize pedophilia. They're hoping that people don't say anything because they'll hide it under um, being bigoted or being, you know, racist or being whatever anti-gay or anti-LGBTQ or whatever it is so that they can then further normalize it and make it so that people can't speak out against it because they think they're in the minority. Well, I I am um, buoyed today by a statement made by someone I consider a world leader, our, our friend Boris Johnson the prime minister of England, um, he said something. He was asked about the whole trans thing and especially kids in school and allowing um, children to have the surgery without the parents' knowledge or taking puberty-blocking drugs. Would you like to hear it? Yes. yes. And I would also like to tell you, even though you can't see this clip, Boris Johnson combed his hair. Oh, no, no way. Yeah, and I th- I think this is on the heels of uh, Piers Morgan saying that that's all an act, that he usually shows up to places with his hair well combed, and before he's about to go out in public, he messes it up because that's his thing. So he had his hair, was he had a part in it. You can actually see a part. But this was Boris Johnson. He was asked about the trans thing, especially as it relates to school children. I suppose I'll just make a, a, few, a few points. Um, I don't think that it's, it's reasonable for uh, kids to be deemed so-called Gillick competent to take decisions about uh, their, their gender or ir- irreversible treatments that they, that they may, they may uh, have. I just don't, I, I think there should be parental involvement at the, at the very least. That's the first thing. Second thing, I don't think that uh, biological males should be competing in female sporting events. And, and you know, maybe, I'm, maybe that's a controversial thing to see, but I just, it just seems to me to be sensible. And uh, I also happen to think that um, women should have spaces wh- which are, whether it's in, in, in hospitals or prisons or change rooms or wherever, which are, are dedicated to, to, uh, to women. That's as far as my thinking has developed on this, on this issue. Pretty good, though. Uh, huh? Yeah, I would say. I'm surprised he made it out of there alive. Can you imagine if an, an American president or any Democrat said that, they would be immediately challenged, primary, et cetera? It, it, and they'd, they'd probably win, honestly, because the American people are just not all about it. It's just freaking not. 
It's not natural. It's not normal to name yourself with clown pronouns. Okay. There were people like clown, clown self. Like, I'm really going to call you that you crazy lunatic. Are you out of your freaking mind? It's not normal. It's a mental issue. You're not a clown. You're not. <sighs> but I went to the Wrinkling Brothers Clown College in Florida. It, Mike, you agree. I'm sure you agree. How oh, ridiculous. There are not 78 genders. And this started many years ago. I remember prior to the 2016 election, talking to a friend of mine who had two children in college. And the gender category, so we're talking 2016 in the in uh, September, October of 2016, the gender categories were beyond 80 that ah. they could check off at a, at a real school that charged thousands and thousands of dollars to attend. Th- this is the issue. And, and, you know, Wendy wrote a great article for Uncover DC that detailed some of what was going on in the Biden administration, including policies at the TSA, Mike, where they're changing their screening procedures to get on airplanes and they're lowering the the pat downs. Fine. Great. I don't like the pat downs myself. I don't like the backscatter machines, the radiation. I don't like any of it. I think it's all nonsense because one man decided to smuggle some bomb on his shoe into it's ridiculous. Right. But. This is now national security. Look what they're doing to our military. We've got commercials of people wearing rainbows and, you know, China's got their people like shooting missiles into it's just it's destroying our culture and our country. And there, there's no reason for it. There aren't that many like it's not a normal thing. Well, they make the argument that every individual matters. And, yeah, everybody needs to be respected but not everybody gets the mandate. And they always talk about we're democracy. No, we're not, first of all. No. They, they want mob rule by loudest voice, not by actual numbers. Right. And just because you're, I always tell people, because I get, I don't know if you would imagine this, Tracy, but I get yelled at all the time by liberals. Uh, and they actually come up and scream at me. And I always say, louder doesn't make you writer. It's, it's I, yeah. It's a matter when you say that. Well, it's they're so unhinged on on that spectrum. And I say it all the time. They have they they used Twitter to amplify the two percent to seem like they were the majority. And for a long time, people fell for it. But I argue again, we'll get to Musk now. It's a good segue. Good, good. Kicking everybody off of Twitter was the biggest mistake they ever could have made because they have zero control over any flow of information anymore. So all of the millions of people that they they kicked off of Twitter for whatever just you know thing they did wrong, myself included, um, have gone other places where they don't have a stranglehold on your reach, on how many people can see things, on what you're allowed to say. It was like a breath of fresh air for me to leave Twitter, to be honest, because I didn't have to censor myself anymore. But it's still wrong for you to be excluded from the largest social media outlet. Well, yeah, but I I mean, they're not going to change that. I don't care what anybody says. They're, it's not like Twitter is all of a sudden because Musk bought 10% or whatever he bought going to now decide that they're going to open up Twitter to everybody that was banned from Twitter. Well, um, well, Charlie Gasparino, you know that name? Mm-hmm. Charlie was talking about uh, this, about Elon Musk and about the possibility of Donald Trump 
coming back on Twitter, and he had a very interesting little short blip here. He's been hypercritical of them throwing off the Babylon Bee, the conservative uh, right. parody site. Of, uh, Has he said anything about pushing to bring back Donald that's Trump? That's a great question. We don't, not yet. That is the money shot. If he brings, if he tries to bring back Trump, then you know that he's got them by the you know what. Why would Trump go back on Twitter when he has truth? Well, truth is in trouble. No, it's not. Yeah, I hear there's money troubles. And as long as I'm 829,000 people in line and I'm already a verified and known, slightly known entity. I, I can tell you right now, there aren't money troubles. Well, there's reports of money troubles. and there's who? I, I, I don't have the uh, story up here, but I saw it this morning, this very morning. Uh, so I'll have to look for it. But um, the, it's not being run as I would like it to be run because I applied on like the first or second day. And if I go to the Truth Social app right now, as we are recording this here uh, discussion, if I put in Truth Social and I click, oh, Pure Opelka has been created successfully, but you're 849,519 people in line. I'm at the end of the line, and that number has not diminished. It's not going to, and it doesn't really mean anything. Well, the the fact that, and, and I'm not trying to be a diva, but why can't I get on? There's I can join Facebook. I can join uh, Instagram. I could even join Twitter today with a new account. I can't join Truth Social. Agreed. Agreed. The rollout hasn't been the best, but I'll tell you something. I have like 34,000 followers on there right now. And the engagement that I get, people see what I'm saying. They see it and they interact with it and they they retruth it. And people, all of, you know, everybody out there is is interacting with what I'm doing. When I'm on Twitter, I had, I had, I think my most viral tweet had like 50,000 retweets. Yeah. And it reached like almost a hundred million people, if not a little bit more. But after that happened, I would be lucky to like I had almost a million followers on Twitter and they refused to verify me, number one. And then when I would tweet a, a breaking story that was like super important, I would get like no engagement on it with with a million people following me. Well, that's because the the algorithm suppressed you. Yeah. So what's the point? Well, the, the point is now that we have someone inside who in less than a week has rattled the cages to get a test on something as innocuous as the possibility to edit a tweet if you made a typo, which that that seems like it's inconsequential. But I also think it is a shot over the bow of a guy who's not a typical board member. He's a guy who understands social media, who understands the interwebs, and he can say, hey, uh, the algorithms need to change because my last tweet didn't get seen. I was shadow banned. And when a board member says that, and Twitter did something wise, they put him on the board in order to prevent him from buying more. Because as a board member now, he can't own more than, what is it, 14% mm -hmm. of the stock. So Twitter is not stupid, but they're also now probably going to have to fend off some other large, wealthy conservatives who might be buying chunks because they see the possibility here. But the other end of this is, um, did you watch The View yesterday? Not that you would. No, of course um, not. My old boss, Whoopi Goldberg, 
went nuts on Elon Musk because now that he owns this chunk of Twitter and he's starting to make suggestions, the left is freaking out. So they're attacking him on any way they can. And yesterday, uh, Whoop went after Elon. You want to go through this? Do we yeah. have a little? Yeah. Okay. This was uh, yesterday on the, the View. I have a Tesla. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very wonderful car. I really like it. Really happy. I discovered yesterday that if you, if something goes wrong with that car, you get a flat. Yeah. There's no way to get anybody. That's now interesting that Whoopi has a Tesla. I, I had a Tesla up until two weeks ago for three and a half years. And uh, she's saying there's no customer service. And she makes a few incorrect statements here, which is not unusual for Whoopi. She's, She's prone to this. There's no, uh, you have one? Manny bought a Tesla because mm -hmm. he's fascinated by um, electric cars right. and the fact that you're not burning gas right. and you're helping the environment. Yeah. So it and that's Sonny Hostin coming in with more fake news because uh, you are, in fact, having to charge your battery by using typically uh, coal-generated electricity. Yep. yep. So she's spreading fake news. And Whoopi's also spreading fake news. Whoop wants to get in her gripe here. You, you know, on most 90% of the cars, you can push a button. Yeah, like yeah. an SOS. Somebody, an and, SOS and you something. also have most. No, can you on 90% of the cars push a button? And someone will, she, I think she's talking about something GM. like uh, the GM OnStar, which is, um, I don't think GM is 90% of the cars, Whoop. No. Just, uh, and not all of the cars and out there. Have OnStar. And I'll tell you something. It sucks anyway. I have a GM. Well, they diminished OnStar's capabilities over the last few years because they it wasn't a profit center for them. The and, you know, they've added subscriptions. But she's telling more lies here. You have that um, a donut. Tesla doesn't give you a spare tire. No, there's no spare what? tire. So now um, Joyless Reed is outraged because she's not getting to talk. So she goes, what? She and uh, Sonny Hostin says, there's no donut. There's no... There's no spare tire. And uh, a lot of cars don't. I just bought a brand new car. It's used. It's three years old. But it doesn't have a spare tire because they have what they call run flat tires. So you don't need a spare tire. And why are companies eliminating spare tires? Because of the cafe regulations, which require you to get a certain amount of mileage. So they have to reduce the weight of the car without... Uh, violating the structural collision integrity of the car. So they created run flat tires in their stead. But there's more, more inane. Uh, real quick. Yeah. If I got a flat and didn't have a spare tire, I have this thing called a cell phone. Okay. And I would call like triple A, for example, yeah. or I would just call a tow truck. Yeah. Or um, as a former Tesla owner, as recent as three weeks ago. Tesla has roadside assistance. So she's it, wrong. It's right there. There's no, no spare tire and there's no way no. to get to anybody. They want you to email them if you need help. Yes, they do. So Tesla has that, but they also have a phone number. There's also a phone number. She was just too lazy to look for it. She's such but, a waste. But there's more. What if you don't get a signal? Well, this is, this is why I'm bringing it up. Uh -huh. It seems like a crazy problem. But yeah. the truth of the matter is, had I had this happened to me on top of a, a road on some mountain, yeah. I would be very frightened. Oh my God. Yeah. Now, now, Whoopi, people are going, what are you on a mountain? Um, 
I went to Whoopi's house in Vermont. She had this big property in Vermont and there wasn't a cell signal at the property in Vermont. So maybe that's a legitimate thing. But if you're somewhere where there's not a cell phone signal, there's not going to be a 5G or 3G connection to OnStar either. Yeah. So this is moot. The whole thing is moot. And you, Elon, have brought, you know, a piece of Twitter. Well, I'm tweeting you from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take some of your money, please. Yeah. And create a roadside assistance thing that doesn't require me to look for a signal because if there yeah. isn't one, you are really. I, what is he? An, she's hmm? an idiot. She's an idiot. Well, I I worked alongside her like for a year and a half. She's not an idiot. She's ignorant on some things. Then and she this, should shut her mouth. Exactly. You should not open your mouth on this. There's more dumb. Can we go through a little more dumb? Yeah. I don't care a little longer because this is too good. There, she said she only had a minute. There's there's like three more minutes of this. Go ahead. Just too good. You know, can I, I add to your disaster? <laughs> I remember reading this winter when all those cars were stuck on the highway in that big storm mm -hmm. for hours and yeah. hours and hours. They said that if you had an electric car, they could not have helped you it, because yeah. well, they can't bring gas no, to your car. There's no way to plug in a car in the middle of a snowstorm <laughs> with all those other cars there. There's a lot of problems what with I that What I will car. say, though, because um, mm -hmm. Manny just experienced the, uh, the flat tire. Yes. Um, yeah, it must be going around. It, he just experienced the flat tire, but there was a phone number for him to call. Yes. Uh-huh. So Sonny Haas comes in and goes, you know what? There is a phone number, which I, I can't believe somebody corrected Whoopi. You know, after the commercial break, someone got a talking to. Yeah. I guarantee you. But the, the before that, it was Joyless Reed, or Joy, Joy Behar, the ironically named one. I, was, I, I remember all those cars on the break. When the people in the crash in Virginia, they couldn't bring them a gallon of electricity. Well, she's not wrong. But they can bring the Tesla tow trucks, which they have, also have batteries that they could give you a little boost to get you out of where you are. But she's not wrong. That is one of the drawbacks of electric cars. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not a fan for everybody driving one. But wait, there's more stupidity here on The View. Did what he tell you what happened it, after it, he called it? It took about five hours. It, it, not only did it take five hours, but what they told him was wow. go to your car, go to the thing, the thing on your phone yeah. and send us an email. Yeah. Listen, y'all, these are yeah. great cards. I love them. But yesterday was the first time I was very afraid. Yeah. So yesterday when he bought the stock, then yeah. she was afraid. Yeah, she's suddenly freaking out. But the other Sonny Hostin story here, I live in Wilmington, Delaware. And a couple of uh, a couple of months ago, I had an incident with my Tesla. We had a software problem that happens with computers. And I couldn't, I was in my car and I couldn't get out. And I, I know you're laughing at this because you're like, wait, you couldn't get out of your car? Yeah, it was like Blonde Star, you know, it was a non-star. It's like a dope in there. <laughs> I can't get out of my car because you push a button on the door and it unlocks it. And that wasn't happening. And I, I did not know, but Tesla, in its brilliance, has hidden a manual release in the car. They just don't want you to use it all the time because it, it will injure the, the structure of the car with the, the rimless windows. There are no edges around the windows. And it's, it's a technical thing. But um, I called a friend of mine on my cell phone 
and said, help me out here. How do I get out of my car? And she's a car reviewer. And she goes, oh, there's this thing over here. But you can call Tesla, as Sonny Hostin said. And I called them. They had a tow truck to take my car away to me in Wilmington, Delaware, in less than an hour. So I'm sorry, Sonny Hostin. You're a big TV star and your husband or whoever this guy is. You keep Manny. Manny called. And they said five hours. I doubt that. But uh, wait, there's a little more stupid. But that's you got not something? even uncommon for for it to take hours for a tow right. truck to come for anybody. And, what are you better? Anyway. And you don't think Whoopi Goldberg has AAA or or a driver to come get her? Shut up. Yeah. AAA, AAA. <laughs> whoop. Everybody's got AAA. It's it's about eighty bucks a year. I had been in there by myself. Yeah, I would not have been able to get to somebody. Yep. And regardless of what your age is, maybe you're leasing it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But Tesla, you need to fix this. This is a dangerous situation, especially if you're in a car with an older person, which yeah. is what I was. Not, I'm not the older person I was with. <laughs> yes, she is. It's so true. I mean, you know, my, my friends make fun of me. I'm not really into cars, so I drive like a 15-year-old car. Um, and it's a gas guzzler car. I love this car. And so I always made fun of Manny. I was like, look at you and your little fancy Tesla. You can't get off the road. But if it's a problem that can be fixed, I don't understand why they would not fix it because it is good, better, much better yes. for the climate. Now, it's not much better for the climate. Those, we all know about the strip mining to get all the rare earths. And the batteries never decompose. They're horrible. Oh, yeah. We are, we're going to have to shoot them into space. I mean, and, and not only that, but again, the charging stations, the, 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 the tow trucks that come out run on gas to power you up. It's all nonsense. <laughs> That's a great point. Diesel engines are yeah. towing your car away. The generator that comes to charge you is running on, on, on gasoline. Right. Absolutely. But wait, there's more dumbness. You yeah, better for the if, climate. If, yeah. if, if your car will, can't be fixed by the AM, not mm -hmm. AME, what is it, the people that come and get you? AAA. 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 Yeah. You know, you can't put these cars on, they can't tow them. So. Oh, oh, yes, they can. I will send you a video of my car being towed away, whoop. It, it, as long as the car has wheels, <laughs> all they have to do is hook that little winch up to it and pull it up on that flatbed. Stuck there. You, were, Why you can't, stuck? You can't tow them. Because, no, because no. you can't lift it up. You, you can't. can't. It's a whole. I feel like thing. Tesla sales are just getting. Woo. No, I don't want. Well, listen, I, that's no, not the great, reason I'm saying this. Yes. I'm saying this because this is a fixable problem. Yeah. And all you have to do. I'm sorry. All you have to do is you got enough dough to put a, a, a Tesla group out there that can come and rescue. Women with children, yeah. older people who we'll decided to get yeah. them. Uh -huh. No, not me. Yeah. No, but you because too. I can, listen, I can Manny put my Austin. thumb out yeah. and somebody will pick me up. Yeah. Don't but, do that. I, that's, that's, I, I, I will say Manny was on the way to the hospital to see patients. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's well, kind of, Oh, Manny was on the way to the hospital. So people probably died. Uh, because he got a flat tire. Sonny Hostin. Don't drive over freaking nails. Uh, yeah, it's just, all of this is lies. And if, if Tesla was smart, they would sue them and demand a retraction. But this is all meant to diminish Elon Musk because he's now on the board of Tesla. Of and he has shaken his or Twitter. Yeah, he's already on the board of Tesla. He's shaken them up in, in a major fashion. So it's just it's fabulous. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Whoopi's not dumb. 
but she's ignorant in areas. And when she goes off because her emotions take over, which it did here, she can make a big problem. One day she was talking on the radio and we almost had a huge problem. She talked about being stuck in traffic and watching motorcycles go between cars. And she said, you know, I, I just, I wish somebody would have just opened a car door and give them a little message. Well, that's kind of illegal. And the entire motorcycling community came after her. The show didn't last that long because of things like that. Yeah. She, you, yeah. The, what a, what a, so, yeah, I know. So anyway, that's, uh, they're coming after Elon Musk in a very, very large way. I'm going to tell you, there's not going to be anything they can do to Elon Musk. Yeah. He, because he doesn't care. No, he, he has the ultimate FU money. He's currently the richest man on, on earth. And you know, not, not only that, but I'm surprised it took this long for somebody to do it. What to go after him to buy Twitter. Oh, well, yeah, you got to have a whole bunch of money and he can't. The problem is he now can't buy anymore. But wouldn't it be interesting if there was a group of conservatives? Yeah. Who now each buy nine percent and then squeeze them out. I, I just, you know, there. you only need five more. Yeah, that's all we need. And too bad Sheldon Adelson's not around anymore, right? He's not. He's gone, right? Mm-hmm. I thought so. Because he, yeah. he would have easily done it, I'm sure. But the um, there was a story about the the nine things that um, Elon Musk could do to um, to fix Twitter. And I wonder if um, that's going to catch. I think it's on Town Hall. Was it so, Town Hall or The Federalist? Maybe they both did it. Let's see. Um, but I had seen it while well, you look, I'll look here too. I'm looking We're looking on El, uh, El Gore's amazing internet. It's just a magical place. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, six ways Elon Musk could actually improve Twitter. And you know why we do that? Is there six ways or nine ways? Cause somebody told us that if you put a number in your headline, it gets more attention. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a dumb thing. I name my stories based on what they're about. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't go to that school. <laughs> well, we, we used to, when I worked at the blaze, we had monthly meetings, if not bi-monthly meetings on uh, analytics and how to interpret or game the uh, algorithm on Facebook and on the internet and what things will, will get you popping up in search engines, etc. And that was in the uh, like 2012 and then things changed and then Google just said, we're going to screw everybody. So, and they have successfully. Yeah. One of my big goals has been with Uncover DC to get people going direct to the website every day. I, yeah. Start there. Start your day there. Yeah. Wonderful thing. Yeah. Start there. There's usually three or four stories, maybe sometimes two, sometimes one. We don't publish a hundred stories a day about nothing because that would be a waste of everybody's time. It's a site about nothing. <laughs> you know how some people, they post, uh, they create a column based on one tweet and that's all it is. And like they have ads just assaulting you from every direction when you go to it. You don't even know anymore what's an ad and what's the actual story because they merge in so nicely. It sucks. I hate that. And this is probably a big fault of mine, Mike. But I refuse to pollute my site with advertising. And I'm like, all right, I'm going on the voluntarist sort of a thing. I refuse to put stuff behind a paywall. I don't feel like that's uh, moral. 
in a lot of ways. Like if we're breaking important news that people need to make good decisions and then I make you pay for it. That's yeah. Um, there are, you know, capitalist issues here and you have to, you have to fund the machine. You well, have to fees, but I might have to start changing a few of those rules because it's hard to, to get people to voluntarily support your organization when they can get it for free. Yeah, I have that same difficulty. I, I send a sheet out every morning at five or five thirty to about 280 radio influencers and uh, I don't charge for it. But for me, it's advertising because a lot of them hire me to do radio fill in work. I like they're... your pure Opelka prep email. Thank you. I really it, do. It's a it's a, a conglomeration of very different news sources, including yours on a regular basis and and stupid memes. Yep. And people like um, a Sam Sorbo, who I don't know if you know Sam. She's yeah. Kevin Sorbo's uh, wife. They're just a, what a delightful couple. She said, listen, I feel like I have to confess this to you. I don't have time to read all the stories in your email, but I do read the memes. You know, what's funny, too, is that <laughs> Sam, um, Kevin's son has a TikTok channel. Oh, he does. He does. And he always has his dad in his TikToks. And some of them are pretty, like, risque. And he's a very religious guy. So it's it's funny to see him in these TikToks with his son that are a little more, like, you know, on the edge. On the edge. Well, Kevin is, um, I'm afraid of Kevin. I would never say anything untoward to Kevin because he could, he could squeeze my neck and my brain would pop. You know, it's just. Every year we do um, American Priority Conference. It's mm -hmm. in Miami at the Trump Doral Hotel. And he was there last year and I got the opportunity to sit and talk with him for a while. And I just love him. Yeah, that that family is just a an amazing family and they are relentless. They do not. They don't stop and they don't bend. Yeah. And I, I truly think that's uh, wonderful. Sam is a huge proponent of homeschooling and really puts out great content on homeschooling and how to take care of your kids that way. Do you so. see real quick before we end, we went really long today, which is cool. Sorry. No, I'm glad. I'm glad we did. It was a good show. Um, did you see that the Daily Wire? I don't know where they're getting their money from, Mike, but they're in. Go ahead. Well, the, the blades, maybe they're selling a lot of them razor blades. Yeah, I, I mean, a hundred million dollars into like programming for conservatives who don't want to see all the trash going on. Yeah. Yeah. They announced, uh, was it last week? Shapiro and Jeremy Baring said they're going to do uh, compete with Disney with uh, family friendly, real family, fr family friendly without uh, agendas hidden at the corporate level. Do you know what I would be able to do? With even one million dollars, oh my gosh! Um, well, uh, I'm I'm sitting here thinking that we have, I believe, three or four shows, musicals that are already written, stage musicals, which could easily be adapted into um, movies that are family friendly. That my wife and my brother have written. I have a brother who's a composer. Wow! And there are four shows that have been running around around the nation in small local theaters, but would be great to be turned into um, actual. And one of them is, do you know Disney and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Mm -hmm. um, Disney doesn't own the story copyright. <laughs> they own the name of the dwarves. 
Oh, wow. So about five years ago, my wife created a new version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and she had to come up with seven new dwarf names. And uh, it, it is, um, it's pretty amazing. I need to connect you with Larry Schweikert. Yeah, that would be cool. We could yeah. do it. You can have that conversation off air. Before we go, though, I have I have um, a scary thing that I want to share with you. Okay. Um, this was on, uh, is it pronounced Weibo, the Chinese uh, internet? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Shanghai has, it's in total lockdown. You've seen the dogs that are going around with the speakers on their back telling people stay inside. Yeah. Something Chinese. Now they got drones because people have been standing on their balconies, much like they did in New York City, and singing every night. And remember, it's like 7 o'clock every night in New York City in the early days of the COVID-1984 uh, outbreak. Uh, people would just stand and sing on their balconies because they were going uh, nuck and futz. And so China is responding in Shanghai with drones that are announcing it just you can hear a little bit of this because it's kind of creepy and you got to remember it's the giant city of shanghai now you're lucky that i i speak chinese uh, the drone is saying, please comply with COVID restrictions. Control your soul's desire for freedom. Um, Do not open the window or sing. Wow. You know what happened in New York, Mike, though? What happened? This. Here we go. Behold, Simi. Lights. Real life, a thing that we have been denied for far too long. Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, fuck you! Yes! Yes! Fuck you, too! <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Uh, the son of Greg Opelka, number three. And Beans, you can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. We will be back with Bells on Friday. And maybe, maybe James O'Keefe. Ooh. I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist, so thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.